Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Mantra, do you know what I need? I need to walk in these streets in my BA swag. You know what I'm really looking forward to? First of all, be your own brown boost. What an awesome phrase. I cannot wait to wear that on my chest like Superman. What I'm really excited for, though, is I am a sweatshirt and like hoodie girl. So the classic Brown Ambition logo sweatshirt has my name all over it. But where can I go? Where can I find it? I was hoping you would ask young Tiffany. Tiffany, get your Brown Ambition swag at brownambitionstore.com. Five years in the game, we finally have merch for you guys. So get your Brown Ambition hoodie, your Brown Ambition crew neck tee, get a onesie for your littles. We got toddler tees. Oh my goodness, there's something for everyone. Be your own Brown Boost t-shirt for sure. We have a Brown Ambition mug, which my family is most excited about. Um, I had to do the 15 ounce size for my big sister because she drinks coffee like nobody's business. So, you know, I'm the budget needs to write any special offer. Oh, I'm also very glad you asked that question, Tiffany. Yes. With Brown Ambition 15, that's promo code Brown Ambition 15, all one word. You can get 15% off your order at brownambitionstore.com. I can't wait to see y'all in these BA streets, repping BA fam with your BA swag. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, ambition. Hey, hey, and hey. And we came to eat you alive? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I and we're hungry. Yes. <laughs> you know when you're like so tired, you're like delirious? So that's where I am right now. I am in delirium. It's been a very busy that, day. That is a feeling that um, I think for sure I know deeply. <laughs> What's going on, Um Autour, autour extraordinaire. <laughs> well, today, Tiffany Alice. Today is a today was a good day. Well, no, today I dropped the cover. So I, I don't know if I mentioned it on BA with BA fam, but I've been writing a book for the last I don't even know what is it like. You know, since 2020. So how many? It's 20 years because 20 years fits into this one year. Well, I yeah, <laughs> I signed a big book deal with Penguin Random House earlier this year, and um, I got to writing. And I already had an idea of um, something that I call financial wholeness. It's like these 10 key components that you need to achieve almost like financial. Well, I call it financial wholeness. Like, so it's like it helps you to live your your better life, achieve your biggest goals and to really live a richer life. Because I feel like financial freedom is a big fat lie. 
And I never felt comfortable preaching financial freedom to my dream catchers because I knew damn well that most people were not going to attain financial freedom, which it, which most people define as um, having enough money where I don't have to work right now. You know, like, so they don't even, I don't think people think of like retirement as financial freedom. They think of financial freedom as like a pile of money. I ain't got to work. I'm 30, you know, and that's cool for some people, but I felt like it felt exclusive and elusive. And so I came up with financial wholeness, which everyone can achieve, whether you're a mechanic, a doctor, a teacher, NBA player, that it's, it's, it's 10 components that you just have to get under control and you can be okay financially. And so I wrote a book about it called Get Good With Money. I posted it on my socials. If you're on my IG, you should see it today. Um, I mean, it'll be up there like, you know, indefinitely. But I'm just really proud of it, Mandra. And today it just, oh, so what I'm really proud of too is that I created a quiz because some people are like, well, how do I know um, what percentage of financial wholeness I am? So I created this quiz where you take it, it's two minutes, 10 questions. And by the end, you will know what percentage of financial wholeness you've already um, accomplished. And I send you like a little freebie, a checklist to see like what you have left to do. And then, you know, in March, 2021, when the book comes out, I can help you on that journey. If you want to take that. Can your quiz tell me what wholeness means for my horoscope? (laughs) We should align with horoscope. Those are my favorite quizzes. (laughs) I know. I'm like, what potato are you? Um, I always take those BuzzFeed quizzes. Like, what Disney princess are you if you like this house? But, um, But if you want to take the quiz, the book is called Get Good With Money. And so the website is ggwmoney.com for get good with ggwmoney.com. Take the two minute quiz and honestly tweet us like, um, or IG us. I would love to know your financial wholeness percentage. Um, screenshot it, share it, tag us, BA podcast. What, what are we on? Um, IG again. Brian, just look up Brown Ambition. <laughs> Brown Ambition podcast on IG. On IG. And man is trying money. to be present, but I just hear the, the, the racket happening upstairs. <laughs> I'm the budgetista, Mandy's Mandy Money. So tag us. We would love to see what percentage of financial wholeness that you've achieved. But when I tell you the level of, you know how you just work so hard, I feel like it's um like the, the night of the play. You know, you work for months and months and months and months and, and costume and makeup and this and that. And today is, is showtime and so I'm just... Well, I know. I mean, you talked about this, you know, off air, but it definitely seemed like such a labor of love. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm happy for this to be out in the world. When does it come out again? Is it next spring? Mm-hmm. So it comes out March 2021, the end of March 2021. So I'm going to get that book and my vaccine in the same shopping trip. That's my plan. They're both supposed to come out in the spring. Yeah, I just... Whew, I think that like... You say, what? You say you're going to get that book and your vaccine. Yes, I wondered if you caught yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was like, like wait a wasn't minute. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, Callie, um, I made a joke and Tiffany didn't laugh at it about the four like, minute mark. Like, <laughs> Can you cut that out so people oh don't God. pity me? No, that is a lie. She's yes. like, are you really gonna get the vaccine? I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, are uh, the vaccine? Um, I mean, I I'll I'll take Kamala Harris's. Uh, line from the vice presidential debate when she said, you know, if the scientists say it's okay, then I'll take it. Um, We did have another, what was it, Moderna today, and already Pfizer have released preliminary results from their trials, and they've been over 90% successful. And all of the podcasts that I've listened to, news and politics podcasts that have had scientists, you know, or political or like scientific reporters talking about it have all been like blown away by that figure, 90%. So, I mean, it sounds pretty good. 
But even if you want to be first, I don't think you will be unless you are like a first line, you know, like a, a nurse or someone operating, you know, on the front lines, as they say, of the pandemic. I mean, I'll, I'm, I would like to get one or at least I'm definitely open to it. Yeah, I believe in science. I'd be down. Plus, by then we'll have a different president and I'll uh, trust some stuff again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's no joke, though. I mean, well, I don't want to take the 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 shine away from, no, no, from your book. No, no, no. I think that's, that's girl, so when I tell you I am, it's just one of those days where we put in so much work, the team and I were scrambling, like, up until the last minute. Like, when you guys take the quiz, if you just knew how much work and went into it, because I really wanted to give people, like, a real scope of, like, what is it that you need to do as an adult to be okay, you know? And so, I mean, I must have rewrote that quiz, like, 50, 11 times. It was, like, vetted by everyone on the team and taken again and again and again and again and again and reworded. It just, the level of work that we put in, and then today, you know, like, when it's Showtime Synergy, the it's like everyone's doing even more work, so I am tapped out. But I, I got, this is just random aside, someone texted me, and said, Tiffany, you know, you, um, I had an awakening. I heard what you said about, you know, um, looking for your therapist, using a therapist finder. And it just, it hit me. And I realized like, you know, I've been avoiding finding a therapist and I, I too don't experience super highs or super lows due to some trauma. And, um, I want to move beyond it. And I just thought like, oh, that's so beautiful. And so, and then the therapist finder, um, Stephanie reached out. She's like, oh my gosh. My friend told me that, you know, you talked about me on your podcast um, and just like, thank you so much. And it was just like such a lovey-dovey day. And um, remember, I talked about my friend Christina Aguilera and you were like, oh, her name. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the young woman that um, is a, you know, the, the paralegal that was mistreated where she was, Christina was like, girl, tell her to reach out to me. So paralegal who sent your question and we answered it. Christina is like, yo, let me help you. She is wide open to help. So isn't that awesome news? That was a lot. Well, let's, let's go on last week's show. Just to, just to, I'm, I'm following the thread, but I'm trying to help you all out. It's been a yo, week. Yo, it's been, not that, but I'm manic right now, so my bad. <laughs> it's okay. I am here to, um, to, to fill in the gaps there. Yeah, so last week we had a question from listener Sandra, and we actually got, so basically her issue was that she had been let go from her law firm after just a couple of weeks and was asking and really felt like she was discriminated against because she was black. Um, she's from St. Louis, Missouri, and she was basically asking, like, if you know anybody who needs a paralegal or something like that in my area, let us know. And we, and I'm glad that, you know, your friend reached out, Tiff, because we also got, I think, two or three um, two or three messages from other listeners offering to help Aww. Sandra, which is not her real name. I think we changed it for the show. Yeah. So if you're listening, Sandra, you know, you know what your real name is and hit us up on Brown Ambitions Instagram uh, in the DMs and I will try to connect everybody and shout out to our listeners for being so, so awesome and helpful. Right? Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I do feel like they're I, I, thinking about spring, like thinking about March. I'm just like, yes, because you know, it's getting dark at like 4, 15 PM here yes. now and winter is coming and damn, what is going on with this pandemic? Like I just, it's, it's pretty scary. I mean, and I, and I feel like we have a, a bit of a responsibility, you know, the majority of our audience I know are, you know, are black women. And this, this disease is truly coming for black and brown communities. So I just want to say, you know, when it comes to the holidays and, you know, what's th this time with family that I know, you know, this is the time we want to gather and be together. 
if there's any way you can scale back your holiday plans. Personally, yeah. I'm walking the I'm walking the walk. My my little brother who was so excited to come for Thanksgiving, which is also falling on uh, Rio's first birthday. He's canceled his trip. My mom was supposed to come for two weeks. Um, she tries to come here every few months to help. Uh, she's canceling her trip. Mm. And his first birthday is going to be, it's, I'm still going to make it fun. We're going to get balloons and a, I'm going to make a cake and we'll have just our, you know, maybe four relatives, grandparents, and then his uncle and aunt here with us. They're living with us. They're quarantining with us anyway. Um, but anyway, I just, just, if you're thinking about it, don't be just, just cancel or down, you know, downsize your, your gathering, because this is really going to make or break, I think the next few months and, you know, lives are at stake and it's getting really scary. It is getting Um, really scary. Truly. I mean, a friend of mine had it really, really bad where she was texting me like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm like, girl, please don't say that. She Mm -hmm. had COVID? Mm -hmm. Really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she thinks she got it from her best friend that had gotten to that went to a restaurant because she my friend actually doesn't go anywhere. You know, she's been really careful at home, but her best friend came to visit her and um, and her best friend had been to a restaurant before, you know, before then. And so mm. she thinks that that's where she got it from. But she was really scared. And honestly, there were there were for for a good week and a half, two weeks, we couldn't even like I would call and she's like, I, I can't speak because that's how much she was coughing and had a hard time breathing. Mm. Um, you know, she's young. And so I'm not gonna lie. I was terrified. Like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Cause she's got a child and a husband and it just really hit home. Cause I've had a couple friends that have had it, but for, for sure she was the one that I was most worried about because for her not to be able to speak because of the coughing and her inability to breathe was like terrifying. And so, yeah, I called my mom and I said, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? She said, not a damn thing. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going she said, I love y'all, but I'm going to be right here in this house. And I said, yep. you know what? I understand. I just, because my dad is like 77. You know, my mom is in her late 60s and she's just like, it's just not worth it. You know, of course, we're going to miss you guys, but we want to be able to see you like eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so my husband, honestly, we're just going to, it's just going to be us in the house and whatever, you know, stovetop stuffing <laughs> that I can work together. <laughs> I them. mean, you can get it catered. You know. Yeah, I probably still am because you know. What's her name, Vonda? <laughs> yes, I'm like, hey, Vonda. So hey, Vonda. can you make a dinner for three? <laughs> you know, support your local restaurants and order in um, if you, you know, that's not a, because of course the other side of this is is the fact that restaurants and these businesses are really hurting right now. But I just... Like lives are what's really important. And it's a damn shame that, you know, our government can't get its act together and put together another stimulus package. So I know that people will hurt in other ways. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that you, you'll, you're you scaling back things too. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, what was it last time I had that huge Thanksgiving? When our first Thanksgiving at the house, it was like 40 people. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, aren't you glad you celebrated when you had the chance? Yes. <laughs> That's how yep. I feel about everything I did last year. I'm like, damn, I'm glad I had a big baby shower party because that was the last time I had a party. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys are staying safe and well. If you have any, you know, tips or stories on how you've made your virtual celebrations this past year um, fun and enjoyable, let me know because I'm I'm trying to, I really want to make his first birthday because I know it means so much to my, you know, he's the first grandchild for all of my, all of our parents um, and the first niece and nephew for my siblings and everything niece and nephew, what? First nephew um, for my siblings. So if y'all have any tips on how to make a virtual, you know, birthday celebration, like fun and not weird, 
Uh, I was just going to put the laptop on the kitchen island and just let them watch all day. I don't Aww. know. Um, <laughs> just like full on Truman Show. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Like, let me know. Um, because we'll try and, you know, make the most of it. But I hope you guys are staying safe. And I always think that's so crazy that poor babies that they get like watched all the time. So yeah. my sister says, um, Carol, the one with the two kids, the 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 investment, like, you know, guru. She um guru not really, but she um she was like that. She, you know, she she still has her um the baby monitor, even though the kids are five and three. And like when they're acting up, she hears them whispering, wait, wait, mommy's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. They're like, Mommy, are you watching? And she was like, you know what? <laughs> I just think that that's so crazy that kids are like, <laughs> they're like, wait, I before we throw be another mother. toy out of the, the window screen that we've ripped open, um, let's let's <laughs> let's see if she's watching. Wait, they ripped the window open? Oh my god, the screen. Like oh and they, it started with just playing and now there's a little hole there. So every time I go to visit, like in on the ground in front of her apartment, because they all know the ground floor, there's all these toys. Oh, and god. I'm like, what is this? She was like, Oh, these kids. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom used to say something that I never got until I got older, and she would say, You guys don't like anything nice. And mm. it's not always I'm older that I, I look at my niece and my nephew. I'm like, oh, this is what she means. <laughs> you don't like anything good. Why are you throwing your favorite toys outside? And so now when I go over there, they're like, um, yum, yum and moo, moo. I'm like, what's that? They're two stuffed animals. They're at the city dump. And I'm like, what? So apparently my sister says when they throw stuff out the window, she's like, I'm taking it to the city dump. So the kids are delighting in the fact that both their favorite stuffed animals are apparently having a party at the city <laughs> oh. dump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just wait until right, nice Rio gets off. <laughs> can't, okay. I, he's, listen, he's already a, a handful, like four grown adults right now where I can hear them. They're having trouble wrangling him. Um, it's going to be good times, good times ahead. Yes. Can't, you know, I, people, I know that I'm supposed to say I don't believe he's a year old, but I'm like, listen. Every last one of these 300 and something days I have felt from 24 hours of these days, I have felt it. Um, and I'm I'm really, really excited. And it's it feels like such a big milestone. So I just want to make it special for him and everyone who survived it along with me. Yes. Um, that's all I have to say about the holidays. Yes, the holidays. Have you put up your tree yet? So this is a bit of a controversial situation in my family right now. You can't Uh-oh. say the T word because the grandparents are the listen, the grandmothers, let's be real. Abuela and Nana are super not happy with the fact that I've decided not to do a traditional tree in the house. Okay. My master plan is we're going to go to a Christmas tree farm and we're going to cut down a big ass tree and we're going to put it in my front yard. That's why you said that. And light it all up because I don't feel like chasing a toddler around the house you know, before, you know, and preventing him from knocking down the tree, which he most certainly will do. This child climbs on everything. So I'm excited about it. We're going to, I'm taking next week off and I think we're going to go like during the weekend, going to chop down our tree. Okay. Yep. I mean, do you do it yourself? Like, I don't know. Do you bring your own? What do you, how do you, I don't know. I've never had a, I've never had a real (laughs) tree. Google that. Because it seems like a lot of work. So we always have like, like the last tree I had honestly was like our prettiest tree yet, I thought. It was a fake tree. We got like a nine footer because our ceilings are Mm -hmm. nine feet, which probably wasn't the best idea. Probably should have got a seven footer because I didn't think about like, you know. How did the store go? (laughs) Did you have to cut off a chunk of it on top? We just bent it back. I was like, whatever. But it was just, (laughs) it was so beautiful and I was just, like, yeah, I don't see much. And I think it was even pre, pre-lit, which I love. And I just put like some, you know, like decorations on it or whatever. So, 
yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got a lot of stuff last year. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm nervous to go out there in these streets. And I don't want to, you know, get I sick. Know. Um, I really want to go to Home Goods and do my whole, like, two-hour shopping excursion around the holidays. But it just know, seems very days, germy now. You're I right. know. I know. It seems like very decadent now. Like, ooh, should I go outside? Ooh, living <laughs> dangerously, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's time for my favorite part of the show. Questions. Preguntas. Isn't that how you say it in Spanish? Preguntas, sí. Wait, quick, quick question. Mm. I saw this post on IG, and I thought, huh. I thought it was unique because it said... Um, Everyone's had an English teacher that completely changed their life. And I did have one. And I thought, well, is that normal? Did you have an English teacher that changed your life? Mine was Kate Strauss. You know, when people like thank their teachers at award ceremonies or mm -hmm. they talk about it someplace, they're like, oh, I love, thank you so-and-so for your, you know, for believing in me or whatever. I don't remember any of my teacher's names. <laughs> like, I, and I know that's terrible. I do remember my seventh grade English teacher's name Lori Cunningham, I believe. But yeah, I, but other than that, no. And it's just because I'm a terrible person and remember no one's name. I always loved my English teachers. That was my best subject, but I mm. can't remember their names. Yeah, I just, the only reason why, because Kate, I remember it was like my, I think it was junior year and she was, I was taking AP English, advanced placement English. And she was a super young teacher. She was like 21 or 22, something like that. And she just graduated from Princeton. So, you know, she was full of like all the like, energy and you know and Westfield where I grew up was like largely white and I was the only black person I believe in my um in my AP English class and she just took such a shine to me I remember at first I was like oh what does she want um <laughs> <laughs> but she because I was I was pretty shy I know you can't tell but I was pretty shy in high school so I just used to be really 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 quiet but then I would you know turn in my work and stuff and I remember we did like a poetry unit and I really shone through and she's like, you really like I, and, I mean I used to write like so much poetry back in the day my poet my poet name was poetic empress get into it <laughs> did um, you do a spoken word or did I make that up I did I did spoken yes. word I, I remember you telling that story yes <laughs> at I some did point. spoken word but what I really liked about her is that she was like, you know, share some of your, she's like, Tiffany, you should have a recording of some of your poems. And so like, you know, during breaks or whatever, like we would go to the library and like record like me reading my poetry and then reading my angel and reading. And I still had them on video. And she said, you should keep it because, you know, you, it would just be something that you can look back on and whether or not this, you know, you take this into turns into something else or whether you just have it as an amazing memory. And it just was so yeah, I just really love that because it made me feel like someone saw me and saw something special in me when I didn't see that in myself. Because I'm one of five kids and I'm going to this big old high school and I don't look like anyone here really. And then it was like, here's a teacher that really saw me. And honestly, it gave me a lot of confidence that I did not have. I was super self-conscious like most high school girls. So mm -hmm. yeah, Kate Strauss, shout out to you. I actually Googled her and I was like, oh, I think she's an administrator now for a college. Um... But yeah, shout out to you, Kate Strauss. You made a huge difference in my life. Oh, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. the, the the teacher I remember was my, not my English teacher, but my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Parks, because after my parents split up, we had to move to a whole different county. And the way that it works in Georgia is that you just go to school wherever, you know, you live in your zip code or whatever. So that meant we had to leave school in the middle of the school year. Miss Parks was like, no, no, no. I'm going to commute all the way to pick you up from your uncle's house and take you to school and back home every day. So she 
took my little brother and I to and from school for like the last couple of months of the year, which was just so far and beyond. And she used to get me McDonald's French fries. I'll never oh. forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember so, how your dad did. Oh, my yeah. gosh, your wedding. How your, dad, <laughs> how your yeah. dad was like, my little Mandy. What, did you, what was the story and how much you loved French fries? Listen, my dad did give a speech at my wedding, which apparently he prepared in advance and decided to tell an anecdote about how I used to eat French fries and not give him any as a child. Um, Yes. And I was not, I was a very rude little girl. I was like, Miss Parks, can we get the big size fries? You gonna supersize that or? (laughs) Oh my god! Honestly, what was what must she have been thinking? She was probably in her early twenties too. But you know, everyone seems so like you know old and mature at that age. But she was probably her first teaching job. Anyhow, yay! Love to teachers. Love them. Um, What are we doing now? Questions, right? Okay, right. I don't. We were like preguntas, and then we were reminiscing (laughs) about school days. This is fine, but it was still nice reminiscing. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for Tiempo para Preguntas. Time for questions in Espanol. Yes. You should be on Sesame Street, actually, one day. Because I've watched a lot of that lately, and that was very on brand. Yes. Okay. Well, let's take a question from a listener. We'll keep her anonymous. This one is, this one's tough, but I think it's truly indicative of, you know, one of the reasons why Congress really needs to get its act together and mm. do something about the situation for families who are struggling. But this is, this is a question from a listener, we'll call her um, Danielle. Danielle says, hey ladies, so I'm having trouble saving. This has been for a few years now. I'm originally from New Jersey and I relocated to Savannah about five years ago. Between my significant other and I, we make about $65,000 a year, but still I'm having trouble saving. Right now we're paying $600 for the mortgage, utilities are about 350 and we have a car note, which is about 475. Thanks to coronavirus, our $100 a week daycare bill, we're no longer paying, but groceries have gone up about $300 a month because we're home all day. I see people giving their tips on how to save, but these people are making way more and never have kids. Is it possible for me to save or should I be realistic and realize saving is just not possible at this time? Thank you for your help. Essentially, really having trouble saving, Mm -hmm. doesn't understand, you know, where she's supposed to get the money to save when there's just not enough. And I think that 
it's okay to say, I don't have it to save. I mean, I know people don't want to say that there's always a way. Yeah, sometimes it's like, it's food. It's not, I'm not getting my nails, I'm not getting my hair done. It's food, it's shelter, and I'm even late on that. So one of the things I, I did when I was like at my brokest, 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 when I honestly didn't even have money for regular bills is that I would, you know, like if I had like 50 cents, if I had, I would put it in a, you know, in a, in a jar and say like, okay, every month I'm going to save at least something. And I would put it like in a, but it was more, I mean, I would take it out later, but it was more ceremonial. So I reminded, I didn't get out of the habit of setting aside something, but there are moments in life when you just don't have it and and it's not because you're being frivolous. It's because things are hard and that's okay. I don't, savings is ideal, but it's not always realistic in the, whatever situation you find yourself in. I would say if there's not enough money, you have one or, one or two issues usually. It's like, it's a don't make enough issue or um, spend too much issue. Everyone's issue who's not saving is a spend too much issue. Most people, that's the default. I don't have enough money. You spend too much. Not always. Sometimes it's I'm not making enough. And so that's what I would really focus on. Instead of um, stressing yourself out and making yourself feel bad that maybe you're not able to save, it's asking yourself, are there ways to make additional income so I have a little bit more room? Can I ask for a raise or a promotion? Is there something I can do on the side um, to bring some more income into the household? So, But also, you know, being easy on yourself, um, not being able to save is not a, a condemnation of your character. It's just a it's just your current situation, but it won't always be. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything, you know, to add on to that other than to say I definitely identify with your grocery bill going up. It's really insane, you know, how much and how because gro- going to the grocery store is like the big excursion, you know, it's like the one safeish place you can go now. And I I personally comfort myself with food and um anyway, so it's 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 really easy, especially when you have kids. I also feel like I, I see what you're saying when it's about when you when you talk about, you know, looking and listening to other people who give advice and like they don't have children. There is some good, helpful advice out there, you know, from people, for example, Christina and Amon from Our Rich Journey, you know, they have two tween age girls and they talk a lot about the ways that they've saved. So if you haven't checked out their YouTube channel, we've had them on the show before. I think it was episode, I mean, 231, 231, I think. A few, a few couple months ago, you can go back and listen to that. They have a really great YouTube channel, great advice um, on finding side hustles, especially, which was one way that they brought in extra income when they were saving for early retirement. Um, and they really got the kids involved too. And their little girls have this channel called Our, what is it called? Our, our, rich, uh, our Young Rich Church, something, but it's really good. I know. I feel like Junior's in there somewhere. It's really cute and adorable. So maybe it's, you know, it sounds what what kind of the tone I get from the email is that you feel like you're in this alone. So I feel like if you get the family involved and your husband or your partner, I'm sorry, you know, talking about ways that you guys can bring in extra income as a family or reduce, you know, spending as a family. But I, I agree with Tiffany. Times are really tough right now. And a lot of people aren't saving what they think they should or that what they want to be saving. And there's so many goals that have been set aside because of what's going on right now, you know, in our economy and, and with our healthcare crisis. And I think we've all just got to like lower the bar a little bit for ourselves and take it easy. You know, it sounds like you're making making ends meet, which is right now, you know, all you really need to do. I do wish that there was some form of, you know, help, um, you know, another stimulus or whatnot. But unfortunately, for the time being, we are all our, our heroes, you know, asking for help, looking for resources in your area. 
that's really all that you can do right now. But best of luck to you and to your family. And y'all, if you have any, you know, I think a lot of our listeners have kids. If there's Mm -hmm. anything y'all are doing, you know, these days to, you know, bring in extra income or, you know, adjust your goals and expectations because of what's going on, you know, feel free to share. We'll share on the show. Um, And also too, like, don't be afraid to to lean into like services, you know, like is, are there food services that you might qualify for? Are there rental services? Like in your, your municipalities, especially now during the time, I like Newark actually has some like rent assistance services. They have places where that deliver or that bring food every, every um, afternoon, like especially um, where they're children, like where you can pick up lunch or dinner. So lean in, lean into those services if, if you need them. I've certainly been in that position before as well. Sorry to cut you off, Mandy. I just want to put that out there. I was just thinking of that. No, that's great. I was just going to say, hit us up, Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram or brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com if y'all have any tips or stories you want to share. All right, Danielle. Thank you again for your question. Let's take another one. This is this is an interesting one from listener uh, named Lauren, and she's a homeowner wondering if she should go ahead and use a loan that she took out or sit on the cash for a while. All right. Lauren says, I'm a homeowner of eight years and the main level of my house desperately needs repairs. I'm talking floor cracking, paint peeling, desperate. It's a long backstory, but basically the person I purchased the home from was kind of shady and didn't do work properly. Now there's a lot that will have to be done in order to do the job right. My plan is to sell the house within the next year or so. I know that in order to do that, I need to make the repairs. But to be honest, even if I don't sell right away, I'm just tired of the way the house looks. It's seriously depressing. I've gotten estimates ranging from $10,000 to $18,000 for the work, and I took out a $12,000 home equity loan for the repairs right before the Rona shut everything down. But I've been holding on to the money in my savings because we're in the middle of a pandemic and recession, so I wanted to have a cushion. I highly doubt I'll be out of work anytime soon, but of course, you never know. So what should I do? Should I go ahead and get the repairs done now, or should I continue to wait it out? I'm so torn about this, and I just need another opinion or two because I am all cap stressed. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay. So 12K in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's a home equity loan, mm-hmm. which is for those who want to back up real quick, a home equity loan is when you tap into the equity of your home and the bank gives you a loan based on that equity, and you owe... Let's say, well, there's a home equity loan. There's a home equity line of credit. Home equity loan's a lump sum. So it's like a personal loan, you, you know, same way that a personal loan works. You just get the lump sum in your in your bank account and you can use it for whatever you want to use it for. And then a line of credit is when you, it's basically like, you know, same amount of money, but instead of getting in a one lump sum, you can use that line of credit as you need it. You don't have to use the whole thing if you don't want to, kind of like a credit card, um, but anything you do use You'll, even, you'll eventually end up owing it back. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you for uh, indulging me in my definition portion of this <laughs> no, question. No, no. <laughs> no, that's good because, you know, a lot of people would be like, what? Say what now? But, um, my concern is I just want to make sure that you actually use it to improve the quality of the home or you will have taken money out of a house that you have not invested back into. So you end up almost like, it's almost like, double owing, you know? Um, 
I can understand about like you know not you know wanting to have some um, savings. Although you didn't say what she she didn't say what she did for a living, but she seems pretty confident she's not going to lose her job. I don't know what work needs to be done in the house, but you know like around here where I live, I, I certainly see that people are actually working because you you know you want to maintain and be safe. But it, you know there are firms and things that are still you know they're using safety precautions and are working on people's homes. And that's, honestly, you might be able to get work a little bit cheaper because. You know, there are people who are, are not wanting to, you know, renovate right now because of all that's going on. So you might find people who are wanting to give you a better deal because they need the work. So keep that in mind, too. I just think taking money out of a property um, that's meant to be used to, like, enhance the property. You just don't—I just don't want you to not to use it to enhance the property. And now you've pulled money out. You owe more, but the property's not worth more. So that's just my biggest concern. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like pretty, you know, it's not like she's talking about interior design, like the floors are cracking, paint is peeling. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if you like maybe you could scale back what you were planning to do and just do the bare necessities, especially with like winter coming up. I mean, I think, you know, it's not a bad time to do a project like this. Like Tiffany said, people are probably looking for work. And if it's interior work, that's a bit more appealing. The $12,000 that you've got sitting in your bank account, you know, not I can't think of any necessarily downsides to not using it. But if it's, I mean, if you've got stable income, um, you don't mention if you've already got, you know, a little bit of savings set aside or a lot of bit of savings, hopefully, you know, if, if you were to lose your job, then, you know, I don't see any harm in it. But um, like, I'm, I'm like making a mental pros and cons list. If you want to sell the house and you know you need to do the repairs, then I would say, okay, that's that's a reasonable use of funds that you've taken out against the equity in your home. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of people, like I feel like that's the most popular reason for taking out a home equity loan. And if you feel you know relatively stable in your job, then yeah, I, I don't see a huge problem with that. Personally, from my experience doing home improvement projects, it's that it doesn't all happen at once. And you may be able to, you know, spread the work out over several months so you don't have to fork over the entire $12,000 right away. And that may help, you know, hedge against some of the risk. So if you don't have to spend it all, you know, you can be saving on the back end, you know, trying to replenish your savings as you, you know, use those funds to fund your project and then feel a little bit more, you know, confident moving forward. And then worse comes to worse, if something bad happens, you know, you lose your job or a source of income or, or whatnot, then you may not have used all of the funds and just a portion of it. So if you're going to be working with a certain company or contractor, you know, ask how they would like to be paid and how many installments and over what period of time. And that can give you a better sense of, you know, how far you can spread the payments out. Mm-hmm. Oof, I really dug deep for that. So I hope that was helpful. <laughs> And again, Tiff and I are, you know, these are just our our ideas. Um, Ultimately, you got to do what works, you know, best for you. And that's that on that. That's that on that. How are you feeling? One more question or should we boost and break? I think we should boost and break. All right. Let's do this in less than an hour for the first time (laughs) in a long time. And now it's time to boost or break or boost or break. Are you going to boost, Mandy, or are you going to break? I'm going to do a boost because I feel like I need a mental boost and I have a double boost. You ready? Mm -hmm. First boost is for those of you who want to get COVID tested, but you have been seeing like we've been seeing in our area, really long lines um, outside of urgent cares that do it like rapid testing, whatever the line is for. It's very long. Uh, We've found this company called Pixel Lab. This is not an endorsement. I just use this company twice. You can order your vaccine, not your vaccine. Whoa. 
No, not a vaccine. You can order your test kit for COVID online. They mail it to you overnight. You do a little nasal swab, put it back in the little tube, and you ship it off to them again overnight. And I got my results back in maybe three business days from after I mailed it. So it's pretty fast and you didn't have to leave the house. It's really safe. Um, so I'm going to drop a link to Pixel Lab Core in the show notes because I have found friends and family don't want to get tested because it's a hassle. And mm. with Pixel, I just, and maybe there's other companies besides Pixel, but this is the place that my family has used a few times now. And you can order kit. I've ordered two kits. And although it says it's $119 at checkout, if you put your insurance information in, you know, thanks to the one piece of legislation that was passed this year, it made COVID testing free. So you should be able to get a free COVID test through Pixel. So that's my boost for that. And I promised a double boost. The other side of my boost is have you, ha Tiffany, you're so busy, but I wanted to shout out. I know you probably haven't watched it yet. But there is a blackity black, black, black Netflix movie, Christmas movie called Jingle Jangle. I heard. I can't. It looks so good. I'm saving it for this weekend because I want to like, or whenever we get our Christmas tree, I want to like watch Jingle Jangle. Who is it having it? It has, um, uh, what's the guy from The Last King of Scotland? Forrest Whitaker, mm -hmm. I believe. Keegan Michael. Wait, what's that? I always get them confused. Keegan Michael Peel or no? Key and Peel, the, uh, the tall one. <laughs> <laughs> the non-horror movie one, he's, in it. he's yes. in it. And I feel like it's a musical or something. I don't know. It looks fucking amazing, and I can't wait. No, that, I've been hearing some people who are honestly, like, not into... Um, someone said they're like, I don't even like musicals, but girl, this musical gave me life. So I'm actually really excited to to watch. Because, you know, sometimes you need, like, a a freaking mental break, you know? Yes, we, we need this collectively. Yes. You should, you should definitely watch it, for sure. Well, my boost... Other than go ahead on and take the financial wholeness quiz. It's only two minutes and 10 questions at ggwmoney.com is there is, I have a new fave uh, um, IG page. I'm trying to find him. His name starts with Neil. Let me find him. So Neil Katal, N-E-A-L-K-A-T-Y-A-L. He is a Supreme Court lawyer, a law professor, um, an extremist centrist and a former U.S. Acting, acting solicitor general. I don't know all that means. And so, oh, he argued 41 cases in front of RBG. Wow. So anyway, Neil is official. Okay. So Neil has been doing something called Courtside with Neil, a discussion of the post-election litigation attempting to reverse the election results. And when I tell you, Mandy, life. Because you Ooh. have this man who is... One, he's like really like, you know, down to earth. He, I don't know how he manages to explain law in a way that like anyone can understand. But any anxiety that you might have felt post-election saying, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to feel good until, um, you know, um, president-elect is sworn in. Girl, I don't feel no anxiety because Neil has broken down all the tea with delight. So he is like what I love about Neil is that clearly he's like genius, super smart, you know, super accomplished, but he's also slightly shady. So he adds all that together, which is delicious. Um, <laughs> smart shadiness. Love it. <laughs> but what I really like about Neil is that um, since the election, he's really like broken down. Like, so current president has lost 20, um, 20 uh, I guess, whatever lawsuits that he's brought forth and how none of them have gone through and how even in Arizona, they're not saying this, but his own lawyer said, no, we don't think that there's fraud because in order for you to bring fraud to a, to the courts, you have to come with proof. When I, But he just breaks down everything. So if you're feeling any anxiety about post-election, even though you're like, I'm pretty sure we're good, go head on to Neil Katal, N-E-A-L-K-A-T-Y-A-L. 
and watch some of his um his courtside like IG shows. They're like three or four minutes long. It's just like I said, super smart, a little bit of shady, but very entertaining. Oh, I love that. I'm an immediate because I I've been feasting on um, Preet Bharara's the former. Uh, uh, what's it called? Attorney General for New York. He was fired by Trump in a tweet like everyone else. <laughs> he has a podcast called Cafe. Cafe something. What's it called? Preet Bharara. We can link it in the show notes. And he had only one episode. And I was like, give me more. Give me more rational thinking, <laughs> legal minds about what is, because I don't know how this all happens. And I feel exactly like you were saying, Tiff, like, I want to be excited, but like court stuff, I don't know how this works. Litigation, what? Love it. So his name is Neil. We'll link it in the in the show notes, um, that's that's dope. I can't wait. Yeah, so I think like yeah, like I said, it was just. I mean, it was actually um, uh, Quest Love from the Roots crew. So he like shared. I didn't even know I was following Quest Love, but he shared one of his videos, and I watched it. I was like, oh. And so now he posts on okay. something almost every day. It's just really, honestly, what I like about it too is that it's it's very like it's not just entertaining. It's very informational from like an you know, just someone who has um, not just studied law, but you know practice law for a long time and you're like oh and then when then when you watch i'm not gonna lie when you watch like fox and the news you're like this is really bad they are they they are reporting in such an egregious way that you're like wow because none of what they're saying is actually happening they're like straight lying and you you kind of know that but to hear from a legal perspective you're like this is really really bad so i mean like i said enjoy enjoy (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, one more week until, wait, two more weeks until Thanksgiving. What's happening next week? I don't know. I'm on vacation next week. I cannot wait. I can't wait to just be one thing. All I got to be is Mandy the mom during the week. That's going to be really nice. We'll still tape our show, but I'm really looking forward to taking some time off. And I just, if you haven't, if you, if I feel fortunate, I feel a little guilty because I know a lot of people are struggling and I feel very fortunate. It's like the survivor's guilt that I have the opportunity to take paid time off. I got to figure out some way to give back, but I'm going to try, try to at least enjoy some of it and take a load off because it has been a year. Yes. And several years in one, like you said. And if you haven't, even though holidays are kind of lowercase c canceled this year, still take your time off, even if it's just to sit around and watch Jingle Jangle on repeat on Netflix a million times. I think if you have the opportunity and the blessing to have some time off, take it, enjoy it in whatever way you can. Let's make the most of this. Yes, I agree. I agree. Now is really the time to really dig into like what you're truly, truly thankful for and lean into that more than anything else. And if you have gift ideas, let me know because <laughs> I don't know what to get anybody. I'm like bedazzled face masks. Like what do you get people? All right, y'all take care and we will see y'all next week. Next week. Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> <laughs>